Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 12 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Season's almost over. It's almost done. We're in the home stretch. College basketball season started today. I explained on my Twitter about how I'm not betting on college basketball until uh, January 1st at the latest. I might start mid-December to late December, depending on how antsy I get. Um, we'll see about that. But uh, like I said on Twitter, my college basketball handicapping is 100% stats-based. So I need a sample size of stats in order to handicap the games and give out picks confidently. Because I know when I tweet out picks... Some people, at least, are going to tail them, especially with college basketball because of how well I did last year. So um, I need to be confident before I tweet out any kind of pick. Uh, I was slightly distracted because I was just looking up the UC Irvine score, go Anteaters, and they're down to Pepperdine, 52-39. Not good. Not good, UC Irvine. Let's get a comeback. Zot, 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 zot. I tried to find a stream, but... uh, one of the downfalls of rooting for a small school that nobody gives a shit about, and also uh, once I get into betting, betting on schools that nobody gives a shit about, these small, tiny schools and small conferences, is uh, it's impossible to find streams of them. They just don't exist, because half the games don't even, I think, get televised. I think they just get taped, and then they just watch the film afterwards. I don't think anyone cares enough to actually tune into these games live unless you have money on them, or unless you're a diehard, lifelong Anteaters fan like I am. Uh, go Anteaters, so it's it's a lifelong dream of mine to go watch a UC Irvine gym at what's their uh, the Bren Events Center, the mecca of college basketball. <laughs> I can't wait. One day, hopefully, I can go watch a game at the Bren Events Center while I wear my UC Irvine Anteaters Zot Zot jersey. Uh, but yeah, college basketball is back. That's exciting. Uh, I'll work that into the show uh, sometime uh, starting in January when I start betting on it. And obviously that's going to be the main focus once NFL season is over. But speaking of NFL, that's what this episode is all about. Negative. Negative point. I went 7-7 seven and seven again. So that's three straight weeks where I've gone 500. I went 7-7 seven and seven in week 10, 6-6-2 six, six and two in week 11, and then 7-7 seven and seven again in week 12. Uh, positive, though, is that I did hit Texans' money line, so that did soften the blow of the juice a little bit, but I still finished... Minus 0.4 units. Another positive. I'm still positive for the season. Uh, my season record. Uh, I don't think I actually updated what the record itself is. Uh, quick math. That would be 81 and 76 and 3 for plus 0.56 units. So I'm still positive. I'm going to double check that math. I'll double check on my spreadsheet, but I'm like 95% sure that's what it is. 81, 76, and 3 for plus 0.56 units. We need a winning week this week. It looked good. looked like I had a very good uh, Sunday afternoon, but then it fell apart after that. But thankfully, I, I got the Rams there on Monday night, uh, which ended up uh, bringing me to 7-7. Seven and seven. But speaking of which, let's get into the games from last week really quickly. Let's review them before I get into my week 12 picks. This is a busy week. I've had an insane week. I've been working from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. 
getting ready for Thanksgiving and the Tyson Jones fight, and then everything just got fucking canceled today, so not great. Uh, and by everything, I mean the uh, Sunday night or tomorrow night, Baltimore Ravens postponed to Sunday. Tyson Jones uh, odds were taken off the board because it's an exhibition, like I've been trying to say all along. Um, but that is neither here nor there. Let's get into the review of last week's. I lost Cardinals Seahawks over 57 and a half on Thursday night. I uh, got off to a slow start that kind of killed it. It almost ended up hitting Cardinals when on that final drive. If they would have scored a touchdown uh, and made the extra point, it would have tied the game, which then meant unless it ended in a tie, the over was going to hit the next score. No matter what it would have been, would have hit the over. So it got very close despite the slow start. Didn't hit. I mean, that's fine. That sucks, but uh, it was close. Came down that last drive. Uh, Titans plus six versus Ravens. That hit in overtime. Derrick Henry scored a touchdown there in overtime. I kind of wish I took money line and I was almost tempted to. But speaking of which, I have two aggressive money line bets this week because I'm sick of just doing these little dinky plus 110 money lines. I'm getting aggressive. Back to my old self. Eagles Browns under 47 and a half. That hit with ease. That called I called that one to perfection. It was another shitty weather day. Saints minus five versus Falcons, which is my best bet of the week. Line actually dropped to minus three and a half uh, by the time kickoff happened. I mean, I know if anyone knows knows my Falcons, it's me. I don't know why the public was on Atlanta. That made no sense. Saints blew them out of the water. wasn't even close. Falcons didn't even score a touchdown. Bengals plus 105 against Washington. That died when Joe Burrow died. R.I.P. Joe Burrow, who was uh, my franchise quarterback in my Dynasty Fantasy Football League, and now he's done, so I don't know. His knee, like, literally exploded. Like, every every CL that you have in your knee is gone. It's not good news for Joe Burrow. Uh, te- Texans plus 110 versus Patriots. I nailed that one. Uh, that was a money line pick win there. Steelers minus 10 versus Jaguars. That was that hit as well. Uh, Lions. Lions every week. They don't have a line out, and then I do a last-second bet on them, and then it loses. I uh, did do it again this week. They got shut up by the fucking Panthers. So that one wasn't even close. Uh, neither uh, all these last second bets that I do don't screw me every week. I think if I'm like one in six on the last second bets because they don't have a line when I record the podcast. Because the other one I did last week was the Chiefs and that didn't hit either. Um, yeah, so like in, in the afternoon, I was five and two in the early afternoon games on Sunday, and then it went down south from there. I did hit the Broncos plus three and a half against the Dolphins. Finally, fading the Dolphins finally paid off for me. Uh, and then I went Chargers minus nine, lost. Jets had the backdoor cover. Vikings lost against Cowboys. That was an interesting game, and that was a game where I was so... I rushed so quickly to try to fade the Cowboys. I didn't really look at the game as a whole. The over was probably the bet to make. I over did hit him almost positive, right? I'm going to sound stupid if the over didn't hit, but uh, I forgot how bad the Vikings defense was. Uh, the Vikings defense, one of the worst in the league. So the over probably would have been the better bet, but hey, whatever. I, I screwed up. That's on me. Uh, so Vikings did not win or cover Packers Colts under 51 and a half. Uh, that wasn't even, that was dead from the start. And also if you fall, if you saw on Twitter, I had a, uh, what we call in Canada, a pro line. If you don't know in Canada, you can actually bet on sports. Uh, you can just go to your gas station, like the same way you would buy a lotto ticket. You can buy what's called a pro line, uh, which is a sports betting ticket, at least in the East coast. It's called the pro line. I think by different provinces, it's, I think they have different names for it. Um, so I, I, I started sports betting when I was in university, myself, my roommates would go down to the convenience store down the road on Sunday mornings and get a bunch of pro lines and then go watch the games together. So that's how I started betting on sports. So now to this day, as kind of a tradition, uh, every Sunday, I still not, not every Sunday, most Sundays, I still get a pro line. They're all ridiculous parlays that are never going to hit, but I just kind of do it for tradition, uh, back to those good old days. 
Um, and also, that's another thing with ProLine. Canada, it, gambling is legal in Canada, but for right now, it's technically only legal if you parlay games. That's true. And that's that sounds, and it is, the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh, so when you get when you go gamble on sports at the convenience store, gas station, wherever you get your ProLine, uh, you can't do single-game betting. It has to be at least a two-game parlay. That's true. You can look that up. Now, there are, there's actually some news that they're going to try to get rid of that and going to make it so you can allow single-game parlays. I think the reasoning behind the law is um, to keep people from being able to fix games because if you fix a game, then you can just bet on the one game. But if you bet on two games, then you'd have to technically fix both games, uh, which is ridiculous because who's fixing an NFL game? I mean, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Rick from down the street's not fixing an NFL game and then going to go down the gas station, put 10 bucks on it so he can win 50 or so he can win nine bucks. <laughs> so it's a, it's a ridiculous law. I think they are starting to get rid of it. We, don't, we actually don't have sports books. It's just you have to buy it like you would buy a lotto ticket. Um, so that's starting to change. Uh, so, yeah, if you don't know, you would yeah. Betting is legal in Canada, but only parlays. It's ridiculous. So I anyways, I bought a, the reason why I brought this up is because I had a seven leg parlay. Um, in the first five legs hit, it was 10 bucks to pay out 2K, uh, $2,000, and all I needed was the under and the Colts Packers to hit and then the Chiefs to cover. Now, the Chiefs didn't cover, but if I was going into uh, Sunday Night Football with only needing the Chiefs left, I would have put like 500 bucks on the Raiders to cover the spread, and then either way, I would have, at, at worst case scenario, walked away with like 400 and some bucks. So uh, the under in the in the Colts and the Packers not hitting was an all-time stinger. That's still like that makes me feel sick to my stomach already because I don't mean... All I needed was that, and then I was had a nice little payday, and uh, it wasn't even close. At least it wasn't close. At least I knew it was dead by, like, the end of the first quarter. At least it didn't come down to, like, a last-second field goal or a garbage-time touchdown that lost it, because then I, I don't know, would have jumped off a bridge or something. But uh, it was dead right away. A bunch of stuff in the first half led to points, like defensive pass interference that call at the end of the first half gave the Packers the ball at the one-yard line. A bunch of turnovers in their own end gave offenses short field positions. So it was, it just, it was, an, un, it was an unlucky bet. Maybe it wasn't the right bet, but it was just a lot of un- a lot of unlucky stuff led to a lot of points. But um, that's fine. That that that's sports betting. Uh, and then Chiefs Raiders. I was on the Chiefs, like I said, lost. Uh, but then finally Rams against Bucks. Wish I went money line in that one too. That's uh, another reason why I'm gonna go more aggressive with my money line picks this week. Because a couple of bigger spreads, I wanted to go money line and I wimped out, and then the money line ended up hitting. So we're getting aggressive this week. But there you go. So seven and seven minus zero point four units. My season to date records eighty one seventy six and three plus. 0.56 units that's all i have to go over uh only a couple days left of november this will be the last podcast during november so i've tweeted out the link a few times if you have a couple of spare bucks donate to my november fund it's for men's health uh, and my mustache is beautiful i may just end up being a mustache guy from here on here on out i kind of like it on me to be honest but it is kind of annoying it feels weird when it gets wet like when you get in the shower and mustache kind of feels weird and when you, like, blow your nose, like, some snot gets stuck in it. Yeah, I don't like the way it feels, but I kind of like the way it looks. So we'll see what happens. Um, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Rate it, review it, do all that good stuff. But no more wasting time. Let's get into the NFL Week 12 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. All right, let's start with the 
Thanksgiving Day games. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Americans listening to the show. I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be honest, Thanksgiving belongs in October. Uh, I had my Thanksgiving last month. That's when Canadian Thanksgiving is, and that's when I think the holiday belongs. I think it's. I think it feels like an October holiday. November 26th feels too close to Christmas, too wintry for Thanksgiving. October feels like a lot more of a fall month. Uh, Thanksgiving belongs in October. Uh, don't argue with me about it because I'm objectively correct about that. Um, um, oh, by the way, I talked about last week. Um, I meant to put this in, in, in the first part, but I didn't. I went 4-1 in Capper Cup and 5-0 in the Bet Online Mega Contest. So one of those weeks where betting on every single game kind of screwed me because if I just stuck to my five best bets or my six best bets, uh, I would have done very well. So, But that's the, that's the challenge of the road to the 256 bets. That's the fun. Let's stay profitable. We're in the black. We got to stay there. Four weeks to go. 12, 13, 14, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Six weeks to go. <laughs> Wasn't even close to that number. All right. I'm not going to spend too much time on the Thanksgiving Day games because most people listening, uh, it's probably at least the first game's over. Maybe they're both over. Maybe you're listening to this on Friday and Saturday, so I'm not going to waste too much time on the two Thanksgiving Day games. But Texans Lions, I'm going to go with the over 51.5 minus 110. Um, I wanted to go Texans at minus three, especially after the Lions got blanked by the Panthers last week, but the Texans defense is just so bad. I can't really trust them. Like it kind of feels like that Vikings Cowboys game where I made a mistake taking the Vikings despite their bad defense. So I'm just going to take the over, uh, both defenses are bad Lions 27th in opponent yards per game, 29th in opponent points per game, Texans 31st in opponent yards per game, 23rd in opponent points per game. So both defenses bad. Both offenses like to throw the ball. Texans are uh, first in passing yards percentage, so 76.43% of their offensive yards come through the air, which is the highest mark in the NFL. 72.18% of the Lions' yards come through the air, and that's seventh best in the NFL. So both pass-heavy teams, while the both defenses stink against the pass. Texans 27th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Lions 26th in opponent, opponent yards per pass attempt. Um... Also, both defenses are bad on third down. Texans 28th in third down defense. Lions 25th in third down defense. So, I lean Texans if you're going to go aside, but I'm going to go ahead and take the over. It's the first game on the Thanksgiving Day uh, slate of games. Let's sit down. Let's crack a beer. Um, we're going to be watching the game at the Audjark office, and myself, Jill, Joe, and uh, Ninja have a little uh, contest going, so follow along with that. We're going to have some fun with it. Uh, but I'm just going to root for some points, going to root for the over 51 and a half. And I got the juice at minus 110. All right, then we got the wash. And then I was going to say, I was uh, I almost said the R word. I almost said the R word. We got the Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. NFC East showdown. I absolutely can't believe that this division uh, is 3-6-1 and one, and then 3-3-7 three, three and seven teams. That is absolutely unbelievable. Historically bad teams. Historically bad division. It's in, if the Falcons were in the NFC East, they'd probably be in the playoffs. They'd probably make the playoffs. Um, I mean, but we can all talk about how shitty this game is, but we're all going to watch it. What else are we going to do on American Thanksgiving? Uh, I am going to take the Washington football team plus three at minus 120. Uh, both teams stink, but I'm going to I'm gonna bet on the one team that has the one bright spot, and that's Washington's defense. No one's talking about the Washington defense. 
but they're actually one of the best defensive teams in the NFL. First, an opponent passing yards per game. So actually the best pass defense in the NFL, only allowing 195.4 passing yards per game. That's very impressive. They're also fifth in red zone defense, ninth in third down defense. Um, and then everything else, uh, as far as the Cowboys, Cowboys are shit on both sides of the ball, 22nd and yards per play, 20th in points per game, and they're also bad on defense. They're 31st in opponent rushing yards per game, 29th in third down defense, 27th in red zone defense. So if you're going to bet on a total, I'd go the under because Washington's offense isn't good either. But I'm going to back the team that has the one bright spot. The only bright spot in this entire game is the Washington defense and their underdogs. And they beat Cowboys earlier in the year, I believe. They beat the Cowboys earlier. Oh, UC Irvine is getting their asses kicked by Pepperdine. Pepperdine or Pepperdine? 69, nice, to 50. Jesus, Anteaters. This is not how you get your start uh, to your 2021 National Championship uh, run. This is not a good start for it. Um, so I got distracted while looking up to see. Cowboys did lose to Washington earlier in the season. I am correct in saying that, right? I'm terrified of ever saying anything wrong on this podcast and people will rip me for it but uh yeah they beat them 25 to 3 earlier this year i know i've said stuff wrong in the past i've just misspoke and also i'm dumb so i say just wrong and stupid stuff all the time washington plus three minus 120 in the other th- the thanksgiving day game so texans lines over 51 and a half and washington plus three are my two thanksgiving day games american thanksgiving day games uh, i'll get to the ravens game oh, i actually don't have written down my bet for things for the Ravens game. I have my pick, but not the bet. Uh, but I will be, I don't even know when, well, the line got, sh- the line got shut down. So that's why I don't have it written down. I don't know when the game's scheduled for Sunday, but uh, screw it. I guess we're talking about Sunday games now anyway. So let's just talk with the Ravens. I don't know when they're going to play early afternoon, late afternoon, uh, nighttime. I don't know. Uh, I hope they play Sunday night because if I have to watch another Bears team play primetime football, I'm going to scoop my eyeballs out with spoons. God damn. I'd rather watch my local peewee football team played in the Chicago Bears offense. Uh, But Ravens, (laughs) Bears fans hate me. Uh, And they're not going to like me much later as well when I actually talk about that game. But Ravens-Steelers, I am going to take the Ravens money line. That's right. I said at the start of the show, I'm going to get more aggressive with money line picks, and this is one of them. I don't know what it is because the line got taken off the board when the game got canceled on Thursday uh, and moved to Sunday. But the reason why I'm going to take the Ravens' money line is they are first in rushing yards percentage. So 46.67% of their uh, yard, offensive yards gained are on the ground, while the Steelers are 17th in opponent rushing yards per carry. They actually got off to a really good start in their season of stopping the run, but lately they've been bad at stopping the run. They've dropped down to 17th in run defense. So Ravens have a good matchup there, and then the Steelers like to pass the ball a little bit more than run the ball. 70.62% of the Steelers' yards come through the air, which is 10th in the NFL, but the Ravens have the third best pass defense. They're third in opponent yards per pass attempt. Ravens are also third in third down defense as well. Um... So a couple a couple things, and I mean, five and a half points. I mean, the Ravens were favored by four and a half, five and a half in their first game. Um, and yes, they did lose. Uh, and yes, they haven't looked great uh, very much recently. But is, is it that big of a difference between these two teams for the line to like completely flip the opposite way? So like a 10-point swing? I think that's ridiculous. And yes, they did lose to the Steelers back in week whatever. It was on uh, November 1st, but... Ravens in that game had 457 total yards, 
including 265 rushing yards. Steelers only had 221 yards, so Ravens had double as many offensive yards as the Steelers did. Yes, they lost because they had some untimely turnovers. Uh, Two picks, two fumbles, loss, so four turnovers. It's hard to win a game that way, but if they hold on to the ball, uh, I think the Ravens can win this game. I think the Steelers have their first loss, so that's going to be an aggressive money line pick. I'm going to assume the line's probably going to be four and a half, might drop a point uh, if they get some COVID players back, but um, which will make the money line what? Two to one? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the money line should be around two to one, and I will take the Ravens. So the, how's that? And I got another money line underdog pick later in the in the podcast. That's another kind of aggressive one, I think, if I recall correctly. Uh, we'll get to it when I come to it. Uh, but yeah, whenever that Ravens-Steelers game is, my pick will be the Ravens' money line. Uh, I will tweet out what the juice is so I can make it official so I don't so you know I'm not making it up. I'll tweet it out. Um, let's go to the Cardinals-Patriots. This, I think, I marked as the most difficult game to call. Patriots are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. I think that's the right line. So I'm not going to bet on the spread. I'm going to go the total. And I'm going to go over 49-and-a-half at minus 115. Uh, so 42.22% of the Patriots offensive yards come on the ground. That's the third highest mark in the NFL. 38.05% of the Cardinals offensive yards come on the ground. That's the sixth highest rate in the NFL. So both teams run the ball quite a bit. A lot of their offensive yards come from running the ball. But um, Patriots are 21st in opponent rushing yards per game. Cardinals are 23rd. So neither of them are great at stopping the run. Cardinals are also 26th in opponent yards per carry. They're allowing 4.6 yards per rush. So both teams like to run the ball, but neither team is great at stopping the run. Also, Cardinals have the third-ranked red zone offense. Both teams also in the top 50% of third down offense and bottom 50% in third down defense. So a lot of stuff lining up in this game for a lot of points, I think. Um, Also, Patriots could be in trouble if Cardinals start throwing the ball to their talented core of wideouts. New England dead last in opponent uh, I think it's opponent yards. I have opponent yards per game, but I think it's opponent yards per pass attempt. I think I'm, I did not write that note down right. Uh, so I think a lot of signs point to the over, and I think the spread is set right at Patriots plus 2.5 at home. So I'm going to go with the over 49.5, and the juice on that's minus 115. Then we're going to my Falcons against the Raiders. I t- tell you guys every week, nobody knows the Falcons like I know the Falcons. I fade them last week. It was an easy win. It was my best bet of the week on Capra Cup, and I'm fading them again this week. I'm taking Raiders minus 3, minus 110 against the Dirty Birds. Uh, I mean, sports books are putting too much respect on the Falcons. I don't get it. They Their offense, or their defense, their offense last week was bad. Their defense is terrible. So listen to these stats. Raiders rank 4th in completion percentage. Falcons rank 27th in opponent completion percentage. Raiders rank 5th in average passer rating. Falcons rank 30th in opponent average passer rating. Raiders rank 7th in yards per pass attempt. The Falcons rank 30th in opponent yards per pass attempt. The Raiders rank 9th in total offensive yards per play. The Falcons rank dead last in opponent offensive yards per play. So, Raiders offense should absolutely torch this Falcons defense. It shouldn't even be close. Also, Julio's banged up. He has a ham, he's he has a hamstring issue. He's had hamstring issues his entire career. Russell Gage is taking a step down after his hot start to the season. The Falcons O-line stinks. Matt Ryan was sacked how many times against the Saints? Was it like eight, six, seven, eight, something like that? Uh, Raiders also first in the NFL and third down conversion rate, believe it or not. Falcons are 22nd. Raiders are also 16th in red zone offense. Falcons are 31st in red zone defense. 
Falcons are 28th in red zone offense. I mean, I can keep going on and on and on about these stats, but in no way, shape, or form should this line only be set at three. I'll take the Raiders all day, and this is going to be another Capper Cup pick for me. It's it's a no-brainer. Raiders minus three. Uh, Chargers, Bills. I am going to back the Chargers plus five and a half, minus 110 against the Bills, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm a broken record talking with the Chargers. They're frustrating to bet on or against because they continue to be painfully average at everything. I never know which way to go in Chargers games because they're not fantastic at anything. They're not bad at anything. They're between 12th and 18th in like every single stat. The only one that they're like above that in is yards per game. They're third in yards per game, but then when you look at yards per play, they're like, once again, average. So, I don't love this bet. I'm not going to make this a Capra Cup bet. There's two main things that make me want to take the Chargers plus the points. The first one is literally almost every single game they play in is close. Uh, I look through it. I believe if I'm correct. Every single game they've been in except for one has been a one-score game. The only game that wasn't a one-score game was their game against the Jaguars when they beat them by 10. Uh, the second point why I'm going to take this is I can't trust the Bills' defense enough to lay the points with them. They're 20th in opponent yards per game and opponent points per game. They're 26th in third down defense, 21st in opponent yards per pass attempt, and 28th in opponent yards per carry. Very bad run defense. They aren't nearly as good as the defense that we've seen from the Bills the past few years, so I can't trust them enough to lay the points. I'm going to take Chargers plus 5.5. Panthers-Vikings. Uh, I was wrong on both their games last week. Uh, I misread the Vikings game as I talked about at the start of the podcast. I was so quick to fade the, the, the Cowboys, and I saw the matchup of the Vikings run offense against the Cowboys run defense, and I kind of jumped over on it without uh, looking at the game as a whole. I'm not going to do that this week. I am going to take the over 51.5 minus 110 in this game, and it's because the Vikings and to some extent the Panthers – are what you would want in an over team. Great offense, shit defense. That is definitely the case for the Vikings. For the Panthers, it kind of is, but not quite to the same extreme as the Vikings. Um, this might actually surprise you. The Minnesota Vikings lead the NFL in offensive yards per play at 6.3, better than everyone else. First in the NFL in yards gained per play. Uh, the Panthers are also in the top half of the league uh, in that stat as well. They're 11th in yards per play. Meanwhile, Vikings defense is 20th in opponent yards per play. The Vikings are, or the Panthers are 17th. Vikings 20th, Panther, Panthers 17th. Vikings also first in red zone offense, which is great for an over. Also, the Panthers defense is terrible on third down. They're second last in third down defense. That's another good point for an over. Uh, Vikings also give up, give up the 28th most points per game at 27.8, and they got torched by the Cowboys last week. Uh, so... I think both are good offenses with weaker defenses, so I'll take the over 51.5 at minus 110. giants Bengals is next to who gives a fuck game of the week. Um, I see a lot of people on Twitter, or I shouldn't say a lot of people, a handful of people on Twitter saying they're loading up on the Giants, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, it is a six-point spread, but don't forget the Giants' offense is god-awful. Uh, so that is why I'm going to take the under 43 at minus 110. Uh, no sense citing the Bengals' offensive stats since uh, Brandon Allen is getting the start for it. I, I don't know why they didn't go with uh, Ryan Finley. Uh, they skipped over their backup quarterback, and they're going to start the practice squad guy instead. I don't fully know the reason behind that, but we'll see how that goes. But because he's starting, no sense looking at offensive stats because all the offensive stats are from a Joe Burrow-led offense. But I'm going to assume the Bengals' offense, which hasn't been great to begin with, is probably going to be worse with Brandon Allen at quarterback. Uh, so let's take a look at how bad the Giants' offense is, shall we? 30th in yards per game at just 
Bears and Jets are the only teams that are worse in that category. They are 29th in yards per play, 27th in points per play, 30th in red zone offense, 28th in third down conversion rate, and 22nd in yards per offensive score. No, that stat's not right. 22nd yards per offensive score. I don't know what fucking stat that is. My, what's what's yards per offensive score? I think I meant to put... Oh, I meant to put punts per offensive score. That would make more sense. I don't know what I was doing when I was writing these notes. I was high or something. Uh, except I wasn't because I've been fucking sober as a duck for weeks now. It sucks. Uh, 22nd punts per offensive score. Uh, my po- <laughs> my point is their offense is bad, so I would be I would be hesitant for uh, to lay six points with this Giants offense. So even though the total is kind of low at forty three, I'll take the under and hope for the best. And I probably won't watch a second of this game. Um, yeah, because pair that with the Bengals offense led by Brennan Allen, I can't see too many points being scored in this game. Uh, let's move on to the Titans Colts. Oh right, this is my other money line underdog. So not as big as maybe I might have teased earlier, but I am going to take Titans on the money line actually at plus one fifty five. So if you recall, I was uh, last time these two teams played a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, I actually took the Colts money line and it hit. So you might be confused why I'm now taking the Titans money line in the exact same game a couple weeks ago, and actually the Titans are on the road now. Um, but the reason why is because yes, I was happy winning my Colts bet in that game, but really. It was the special teams that lost that game for the Titans. If you remember, I believe it was a blocked punt return for a touchdown and then a shanked punt in their own end that only went like 15 yards. Both those led to 14 points, and I think 14 points is how many points the Colts won by. Um, I don't, I'm going to mean, I'm going to bank on that not happening again. But a big reason why I did like the Colts in the first game because I thought their run defense would stop Derrick Henry. Uh, that didn't work out. That's not why they they won the game. Derrick Henry ran for 103 yards on 19 carries for 5.4 yards per rush. Uh, which is usually not going to be good enough. Generally, if you can't stop the Titans' run game, it's hard to beat them. So if they didn't stop Derrick Henry then, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop them now. Um, But yeah, it's tough to win a game when your punter completely fucks the game over for you. Um, Also, yes, the Titans' defense does stink on third down. That's always the big thing I cite with the Titans, but Colts' offense is terrible on third down, so they're 29th in third down conversion rate, so their suckiness on third down kind of cancels each other out. Uh, Colts also 25th in red zone offense while the Titans are 6th. I think this line is A, an overreaction to the first game, and B, an overreaction to the Colts beating the Packers this past week. So I'm not going to mess around with the spread. I think the Titans will win outright. I will take the Titans plus 155. And then we got the Saints-Broncos. Uh, I defended the Saints last week against the Falcons. It, it makes me feel sick to my stomach, but I have to put my fandom aside. I'm going to do the same thing again this week. Uh, Saints minus six against the Broncos, and there's absolutely no hesitation on this play whatsoever considering the matchup between the Saints defense and the Broncos offense. This is a no-brainer in my opinion. So Saints minus six at minus 110 is the juice. They've been quite simply over the last three weeks. The Saints defense has been the best defense in the NFL. Uh, Joe actually tweeted out this earlier, uh, but I was kind of looking at the same thing. But he he did tweet this out. Uh, this these are the Saints stats over the past few uh, past three games on defense. Points allowed first, yards per play allowed second, rush yards per attempt, opponent rush yards per attempt first, thir- uh, third down conversion percentage on defense second, uh, defense uh, red zone defense second. Opponent quarterback completion percentage, fourth, sack percentage, first, takeaways first. So 
top two in basically every single defensive category, and then fourth in opponent completion percentage. And don't forget, it's not like they've been playing bum offenses. Last three weeks, they played against the Bucks, 49ers, and Falcons. So while the 49ers, obviously with Nick Mullins at quarterback, isn't exactly an elite offense, but the Bucks and Falcons are certainly extremely solid offenses, and the Saints have completely shut them down. Falcons didn't score a touchdown. Bucks didn't score a touchdown. Meanwhile, Broncos in the bottom third in every major offensive category, including 29th in red zone offense, 27th in red zone uh, conversion percentage, and dead last in turnovers per game. So this game is an absolute no-brainer to me. Also, by the way, everyone shits on Taysom Hill, and I honestly don't get it. It's like the fun thing that everyone on Twitter does is like pile on Taysom Hill. Why? It's, it just seems to be like a trendy thing. Uh, he makes like one like below average or bad play, and then everyone's like, oh, what's Sean Payton doing starting Taysom Hill? I knew it was going to be like that. Duh. He's been fine. Against the Falcons, he was 18 for 23 for 233 yards with 51 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. What else do you want from the guy? That's like a 78% completion percentage for 233 yards. They blew the Falcons out, and he got two rushing touchdowns. What else do you want from him? What else can he do? What does he have to do, throw for 500 yards? I don't get why people hate this guy. Uh, I assume he's going to start again this weekend. I'll take the Saints minus six, and I think this is one of the easiest bets to make this weekend. Uh, then we're going to move on to the Rams. Rams, um, I'm taking a lot of favorites this week, other than a couple money line underdogs. Uh, maybe it is a little bit more even, but definitely lean towards the favorites because I'm taking Rams minus seven, minus 105 against the 49ers. I'm going to keep riding the Rams. I love this team. They're my pick right now to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, their defense is top-notch. Their offensive game plan week in and week out is fantastic. And when Jared Goff is on, they're a top three NFL team, in my opinion. Chiefs, Steelers, Rams. And maybe even Rams might be better than the Steelers. How about that? Uh, they're first in net yards per play at plus 1.1. The next closest is 0.8. So they really have been in the league in their own in that category. They're fifth in yards per game, first in opponent yards per game, sixth and third down defense, fifth and third down, sorry, sixth and third down offense, fifth and third down defense, fifth and sack percentage, sixth and offensive sack percentage. So they don't get sacked a lot either. Second in opponent points per game. They really are the complete package. Now, I don't have much to say about the 49ers. They're in Chargers territory where they're just basically uh, average at everything. Nick Mullins, I think, is in quarter, uh, is quarterback for them uh, this week again. He's a bum. I'll just keep riding the Rams train at minus 7, minus 105. Uh, Chiefs, Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go with the under. Under 56, because 56 is a high total, I think. So Chiefs Bucks under 56 minus 110, wildly high total in my opinion. Don't forget that the Bucks defense is a top 10 defense, arguably top five. They're third in opponent yards per play, eighth in opponent yards per pass attempt, seventh in sack percentage, first in opponent yards per carry. They have the best run defense. A defense this good should not be involved in a game with a total at 56. Meanwhile, the Chiefs defense certainly has a couple of holes, specifically the run defense where they rank. 25th in opponent yards per carry, but they're still an overall solid unit. 7th in uh, points allowed per game, 14th in opponent yards per play, 10th in opponent completion percentage, 13th in opponent completion percentage. I said the same stat twice. I really need to start. uh, I I don't know what I was doing with with my notes this week. 10th in opponent completion percentage, and then I wrote 13th in opponent completion percentage. Which one is it? What was I doing when I was writing these? This is like the third fuck-up, the third typo. 
I don't know, 10th in something and then 13th in something, and one of the two stats is opponent completion percentage. My point is, oh, what a disaster this has turned out to be. My point is, uh, not staggering numbers, but <laughs> uh, a total at 56, too high. <laughs> oh, what was I doing writing these notes? Uh, also, we've seen how bad Tampa Bay's offense can be at times. I know the Chiefs' offense is explosive, but 56? 56? Only like only the worst defenses in the NFL should be in games with this high of a total, so I can't do it. I will take the under 56 at minus 110. And then we got what looks like to be the Sunday Nighter, but let's, let's pray to Gambler. Let's pray to the football gods that this game gets flexed and they put Ravens-Steelers on Sunday night because... Like I said earlier, if I have to watch the Bears in primetime football again, their offense, I will gouge my eyeballs out with spoons. Um, now, before I rip the Bears into shreds, because I'm about to do that, I'm sorry, Bears fans. This is not towards you guys. I actually respect you guys for being able to do, continue to cheer for a team that is this ugly to watch. So please don't get mad at me, Bears fans. I respect you guys, but your team, your offense is abysmal. I always say how the Jets are dead last in every single offensive category, and while that's true, uh, the Bears are second last to them in those categories. So let's list them. Yards per game, points per game, yards per Gary, carry, uh, punts per offensive score, red zone offense, second last in all of those categories in the NFL. They actually overtook the Jets, believe it or not, as the shittiest team on third down. So in third down conversion percentage, they're actually dead last in that one. So Congratulations. I called them frauds on my podcast when they were 5-1. and one. I was right, but I was wrong in one thing. I said they're, uh, they're an 8-8 eight and eight team at best. Uh, I was probably wrong in that. They're, they're a 5-11 and 11 team at best. That's what they are. They're a 5-11 team. They won't win again. I'm calling it right now. They're not going to win another game. They stink. They do. They stink. I'm sorry. Their offense is bad. It's a peewee team out there playing offense. Matt Nagy needs to get fired into the sun. He might, he might be the first coach fired, to be honest. If he loses this game bad, which I think he will, Matt Nagin might get fired. Maybe he should be. I'll take Packers minus 8.5 within a no-brainer on Sunday Night Football, uh, or at least for now, Sunday Night Football. Packers minus 8.5, minus 110. And then we're moving on to the Monday Night Football game, last game of the week. Oh, right, there's one game that doesn't have a line out. Uh, Browns-Jags doesn't have a line. Uh, I don't know why. Why doesn't that game have a line? Question about who's going to start a quarterback for the Jaguars, maybe. Uh, but regardless, I'll have to tweet out my pick for that game. So, Eagles-Seahawks. Eagles plus 5, minus 110 against the Seahawks. That's my bet. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I hate this bet. I really, really, really do. I despise this bet. The Eagles' offense is terrible. But then again, so is the Seahawks' defense. So, this is a what do you get when you uh, when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Except it's really more like, what do you get when a very stoppable force meets an extremely movable object? That's the Eagles offense going up the Seahawks defense. Eagles 31st in yards per pass attempt, but if there's any team they can throw the ball against, it's going to be the Seahawks, who rank 28th in opponent pa uh, yards per pass attempt. Carson Wentz gets sacked more than any other QB, but the Seahawks aren't great in rushing the pass through their 20th in sack percentage. Eagles are also 30th in completion percentage, but the Seahawks are 30th in opponent completion percentage. So this is really going to be a shit show to see who can suck more, the Eagles offense or the Seahawks defense. 
Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, the Seahawks are fifth in yards per pass attempt, but the Eagles defense is sixth in opponent yards per pass attempt. So this is truly a strength for strength in the Seahawks offense against the Eagles defense, and then a weakness versus weakness in the Seahawks defense against the Eagles offense. So who knows what's going to happen in this game. I'll take the home team getting five points because I think these teams, despite their records, are more evenly matched than you think. A bad offense is always going to be more visible than a bad defense, in my opinion. So that's why everyone thinks and knows, well, to be fair, knows about how bad the Eagles are because their offense is visibly very bad. But the Seahawks are just as bad on the defensive side, but the defense of an extremely bad defense isn't quite as visible, if that makes any sense. Uh, so there you go. Um, like I said, no lineup for the Browns against the Jags. Now, usually uh, what I do is recap my picks and then give you guys my five capper cup picks. Well, I haven't decided on my five capper cup picks, so let's do it live. I'm going to review my bets, and then I'll pick out my capper cup picks as we go. I'm not going to do either Thursday game, so it won't be Texans lines over 51.5, but that's my pick at minus 110. Washington plus three, minus 120 against the Cowboys. Ravens, uh, Ravens money line. Well, I can't make that a cap or cut pick because uh, I don't think there's a technically line out for that game yet. But I will be taking Ravens money line, whatever that is, and I will tweet out the juice when that line is released. Um, uh, Cardinals, Patriots over 49 and a half, minus 115. Raiders minus three, minus 110 versus the Falcons. That will be a cap or cup. So that's one. Raiders is the first cap or cup. Car Chargers plus five and a half versus Bills, minus 110. Panthers, Vikings over 51 and a half, minus 110. Dolphins minus seven, minus 105 against the Jets. Wait, did I talk about that game? I don't think I talked about that game, did I? I don't think I talked about the Dolphins against Jets. All right. This whole time, you might be thinking, Ian, what happened with the Dolphins against Jets game? Well, I guess I didn't talk about it. Unless I'm completely on drugs right now and I just forgot about talking about it. But yes, I am on the Dolphins minus seven. My this podcast has been a shit show. I've had my notes. I've had typos in my notes. I've skipped a game. I didn't have my Capper Cup picks ready. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Dolphins minus seven, minus 105. It's lucky this is the one I skipped because I don't really have much to say about it. I say the same thing every week about the Jets. I will feel all right if I bet against the Jets and lose like I did last week with the Chargers with backdoor cover. I won't be able to live with myself if I bet on the Jets and they get their ass kicked. So I'm just I'm following that strategy for the rest of the year. I'm not betting on the Jets. I'm betting against the Jets every week. So Dolphins minus 7, minus 105. There you go, Dolphins fans. I'm betting on your team this time. I finally got a load of my system of winning a bet against you guys. So I'm on you guys this weekend. So don't get mad at me. I can't believe I just completely skipped a game. Uh, that's my pick for that game. <laughs> Giants, Bengals, under 43, minus 110. Uh, Titans, plus 155 versus Colts. Uh, so what's the Titans spread? Maybe I'll make that a pa uh, cap or cup uh, pick here. Um, week 12 lines for cap or cup. Titans, plus 3.5. Yes, I will make that a cap or cup pick. Titans, plus 3.5 is a cap or cup pick. Um, Saints minus six versus Broncos. That will be a Capra Cup pick. Rams minus seven minus 105 versus 49ers. Mm, don't know about that. Chiefs Bucks under 56. That will be a Capra Cup pick. So there's four. Um, and then I'm going to be risky. I'm going to take, uh, well, Packers minus eight and a half minus 110 versus Bears. Not going to make that Capra Cup because, to be honest, a little couple too many points for me to feel super comfortable with it. But then I am going to take the Eagles on Monday night as my fifth Capra Cup bet. So which one will be my dignified as my best play of the week? Um, will I fade the Falcons again as my best pick? Either the Falcons, or sorry, the Raiders, or 
Raiders one. Titans, Saints. Oh, I think only a four. Oh no, and then the under. Yeah, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the Raiders minus three my Capper Cup best bet of the week again. Fading against my Falcons two weeks in a row in the Capper Cup. But there you have it. That was a shit show, but we got through it. A couple typos, missed a bet, um, but we got through it. I gave you my f- uh, best bet for every single game this week, except for Browns-Jags. You'll get that out on Twitter later, uh, as well as the whatever the odds are for the Ravens' money line. That's all I got for you guys this week. Best of luck. I hope you are enjoying your – you will enjoy your Thanksgiving. Gobble, 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 gobble. Subscribe to the show. Donate to my Movember cause if you'd like. And I will talk to you guys next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.